to the Red Flood Podcast, where we will take a look into various topics related to the Bible and Christian faith. Let's get right into it. Last week, we identified that we are no longer going to fake fine. We have come to grips with the idea that we are not okay. That was our first stage, denial. We had a shock reaction. No, it can't be true. No, not me. Refusing to believe what happened. And now we're probably in a stage where resentment grows and we ask the question, why me? We direct blame toward God. We we blame others and some of us are even blaming ourselves. We feel agitated, moody, and on edge. The question you may have asked is, why me? But really the question should be, why not you? Suffering isn't an obstacle that prevents us from being used by God. Suffering is an opportunity to be used like never before. Pain is a microphone, and the more it hurts, the louder you get. And I want to show you something today that may change your whole perspective on how you view pain. If you would turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 9, verses 15 and 16, you'll find there that this is Saul's conversion on the Damascus road. And we have a guy named Ananias who the Lord called to disciple Saul. And the Lord called him to tell Saul this, as we find it in verse 15, it says, but the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him many things he must suffer for my name's sake. When the apostle Paul was saved, a prophecy was given to Ananias. God told him that Paul would stand before kings, Gentiles, and the nation of Israel, and that he would suffer many things for Jesus' sake. Now, there are two elements that we must not miss. Number one, Paul would be used powerfully And number two, Paul would suffer greatly. Listen, I don't think you can have one without the other. I believe those are actually two sides of the same coin that exists within every calling. It would be while he was suffering for Jesus that he would do great things. Now, here's how this applies to us. Just as Ananias was to tell Paul that he was a chosen vessel, You are part of a chosen generation, unordinary, royalty, a unique part of God's family. But here's the thing, just like Paul, you will suffer many things on the way to your destiny being fulfilled. I want you to know today that pain is guaranteed. And this is not to scare you, but to wake you up from the dream that you may be in. Because somewhere along the line, someone told you that everything would be all right all the time and you believe them. The Bible says that the rain falls on the evil and the good alike. 
part of living on this fallen planet that has been cursed by sin is trials, tribulation, and trouble are ever present. But the part about that, the best part about it, is that you don't have to view it in a negative light. Pain is really not such a bad thing. Have you ever heard the statement, no pain, no gain? And God wants to make a star out of you. He wants to take you to the next level. He wants to elevate you. And I think it's a wonderful thing to know that God wants this for us. But with great power comes great responsibility. I think that comes from Spider-Man. I think that's a Spider-Man quote right there. And the enemy is not going to let you win. It's like when I'm running track with my daughter and I'm training her for cross country and I'm training her to run, I'm not going to just let her win when she's running against me, her dad. I'm going to give her as much competition as I can give her. I'm going to push her to the very end. And so the same applies to us in, in the lives of believers is that when you stand up as a Christian and you attempt to share your faith and you live to see lost people won, you'll invite suffering, persecution, and opposition your way. See, adversity is going to happen. In fact, it's part of your calling. Jesus warned his followers that the world hates him, and if you're trying to follow him, the world's going to hate you too. And this is what we have in common with Paul. God has to break us in order to build us. We have to be set apart for the platform, the stage, or even the microphone that we are called to. A king can't take the stage or be in a position of authority or leadership without being built over time. They had to regularly be consecrated into their service. That's why before Jesus went to Calvary, he went to Gethsemane. And Gethsemane means olive press. And we know that olive oil was made by pressing olives with a giant stone until the oil runs out. And because olive oil was used in the anointing process, olives had to be crushed so that someone could be anointed. There could be no anointing without a crushing. Beyond the actual oil, scripture says that there in the garden, Jesus knelt down and was in such agony under such great pressure that he began to sweat great drops of blood. At Gethsemane, we see Jesus being crushed before going to the cross. The cross was his stage. The nails were the proof of his love. He was willing to take up that microphone to use the influence he had been called to. For this purpose, he was sent. And for this purpose, we were sent. But getting there meant first being pressed like an olive. There are no shortcuts. You simply cannot get to Calvary without going through Gethsemane. You and I have not been called to die for the sins of the world. But we do have a divine assignment. A mission we've been called to fulfill. And to fulfill it, we must be crushed. We must be pressed if we're going to see it accomplished. Your calling involves suffering. There is a connection between the strength of our pain and the volume of our voices. The more we hurt, the louder we become. This is why we must not be selfish with our pain. The things that God deposits into our spirit in the midst of suffering are the same things that someday other people will desperately need. 
when you're going through a trial, it's easy to block out other people who are hurting. You might think, well, I can't worry about them. I'm sorry other people have it bad, but I'm just barely coping. I'm hanging on by a thread. I could hardly get out of bed this morning. So I just need to focus on me right now. And I understand that. And no one's going to blame you for feeling that way. But realize that you are wasting the anointing oil that your crushing has produced. If you would be willing to step out in faith and serve other people when you're in the fire yourself, you will find a huge boost in volume because you are plugged into a microphone called pain. Your volume gets louder as life gets harder. When you're going through a great time of trial, people around you tend to get quieter. And when you're a Christian and you're going through a great time of difficulty, you will notice that those around you, especially those who don't know Christ, and you may have shared your faith with them before, they will lean in extra close. Their ears will perk up. They want to see if what you have advertised is going to prove true in the product demonstration. You told them that Jesus is the light of your world. Well, now your power has been cut and they want to see if you can glow in the dark. You told them that Jesus is the anchor for your soul. He is the solid rock you can stand on. Now everything around you is giving way and they want to find out if you're going to sink in the sand. When life gets harder, we can hear God better. The better we can hear him and the more we can do for him, you're actually better fit for the ministry when you're experiencing pain. You have a stronger voice to project and declare. In the middle of the hardest mess, I found ministry to be a great strength waiting to be tapped into. I can tell the whole world that Jesus can turn off the dark because I experienced it myself. Right there at ground zero in the valley of the shadow of death. And as hard as it was to claw our way through on our hands and on our knees, I have found that when my wife and I pour our pain into ministry, new levels of usefulness begin to open up. Our greatest time of strength just might be when we minister in the midst of pain. Let pain be our microphone to stop faking fine. Listeners, you can send in questions and submissions for my next episode. Email me at RevFlood at Outlook.com. And you can follow this ministry on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all with the same name across the platforms. That's at R-E-V-F-L-O-O-D. Until next time, may God bless you. Yeah.